Welcome to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. David is the number one rated top conservative, according to the American Conservative Union. You want the truth about New York and national politics? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Hi, everybody. This is David DiPietro, New York State Assemblyman. This is Truth in Politics, where you get the unfiltered, real truth of what's going on in the political world from an actual politician who sits there and watches this corruption and the lying, as I call Democrats, professional liars. And this is where you're going to find out what's really happening. So you're listening to the Big WEC Local Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Today's show is jam-packed. I want to get right into it. Please stay with me. Shortly, we're going to bring bring on Mr. Michael Caputo, great friend of mine, but to give us his inside story as he's down in Florida, how he's been with the president uh, most recently, who worked for the president. He's going to give us an update on what's really happening with these indictments, which I have my own opinion also. But let's start out with some of the things going on just in New York State, because what you really want to hear, folks, is we were recessed last week, not even getting an ounce of what's happening with the budget. They just said, go home. The Democrats, the three Democrats in the room, can't even come and sit together and work on a budget. They've had all year. There is no Republican involved in any of this. I hope you understand. Not one conservative, not one elected Republican official gets a whiff of this because they have super majority. We are irrelevant in New York State. And these Democrats who control every aspect can't even get their own budget together when they've had a year to work on it. It's it's probably the most dysfunctional thing I have ever seen. Because what they're holding them up, what's holding them up now, is the governor, Kathy Hochul, wants just one thing on bail reform. One thing to let a judge possibly be able to get a criminal and keep them in jail a little longer and the Democrats, the left, the progressives, forget progressives, I hate that word. It reminds me of an insurance company. All right, this is who which is also far left as an insurance company. But these are communists, folks. Stop with progressive. There's no such thing as a progressive. These are devout communists. Socialist extraordinaire, not a light light socialist, these are devout socialist communists. Remember, there's about 16 in the assembly alone that are registered with the Socialist Democratic Party of the United States. That's the Communist Party, and they run the show. Now, they will not budge on any bail reform, and you know why? Because they want more bail reform. Listen to their blogs, listen to their news reports, their interviews, the New York City communists, bail reform did never went far enough. They want more of it. They want more people let out. Their goal, and I hear this on the floor, their goal is to shut every prison in New York State, let everyone out. They do not believe that anyone is a criminal. It's because of a racist society, and it's also because of their upbringing. 
Give me a break, okay? At some point, you know right from wrong, but that's a whole other story. But they want these people all out, and I'm talking violent. I think it, I think the latest report was 90 or 82% of people still in prison are violent felons. These aren't the people that committed white-collar crimes, folks. Violent felons. They've let everyone else out. But they want to let everyone else out. Uh, it just it gets out of control. Uh, and then, then you have things like uh, the reenactors. Okay, you ever go? It's it's the springtime. Get ready because the reenactors come up for the Civil War, World War One. All these different reenactors, the War of eighteen twelve. They come in and they reenact. You know, they're not. There's not going to be any this year because they still, in New York State, have not changed the gun laws. Because when they put on all these new regulations. Every firearm that a reenactor uses is against the law, and they're felons. So in New York State, they're trying to get this repealed, this part of it, so that we can have reenactments. But again, the New York City communists won't allow it to happen. This has been like eight months. Okay, change one line in the gun law so that we can have reenactors use those old musket firearms but the New York State liberals, the Democrats, will not allow it even to come to the floor and will not negotiate it. So we're still waiting on that. But it's getting a little late. It's springtime. These reenactors actually practice this stuff. They meet all year round. These are big events, folks, and a lot of tourist money goes into them. But they're still felons. So they're sitting on their hands waiting for idiots in New York City and around New York State to change this stupid law. But this is how adamant they are against any firearm. It's amazing that when a, a, a police officer kills somebody with his firearm, it's the police officer's fault, the law enforcement officer's fault. Never anything else. Their fault. They were wrong. Self-defense. Doesn't matter. But when a criminal uses a gun for any reason, we have massive protests about how bad and evil these guns are. It it. It blows my mind that these people are allowed to get away with it with a complicit media and nobody calls them out. I do, and that's why you listen to this show, because you're getting the truth in politics. You're getting what really happens. You're getting the behind the scenes, pull the curtain back truth. These people are bad people, folks. I don't care what they do, but Democrats are professional liars. I hope you understand that. They don't give a, 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 a rat about you about your family. They don't want you to protect your family. They don't care about the the economics of your family. Everything they do from climate control, okay, and you can't control the climate. Sorry, okay. I don't believe that there's this massive global change in the climate. The earth has shifts, and that's a whole other story. We've talked about it. It's all about their money and power. So I want to just make sure that you understand uh, that these morons, what they're trying to do. So the bottom line in New York, and this is happening around the country, and I don't, I'll get into it another show, but I have the bill in New York to split New York State into three autonomous regions. And it's going out like wildfire. And when I introduced this three years ago, the first one that I got a call from was California because they were trying to split into six different states. 
And I told them, a representative of California said, take a look at your constitution and see if you can do it by region. Because at the time, the federal government had had no desire or inclination to make another a 51st or a 52nd state and change the flag and put an extra star on there uh, and change all the wording. Uh, they, the, the United States had, had no inclination, still pretty much doesn't, to go to 51 states. But you can change to an autonomous region in your state. And in New York, that's what I'm trying to do. And when I first came out with splitting it into two, two different regions, uh, from upstate to downstate, the Long Island people went crazy and came to me on the floor of the assembly and said, Dave, what are you doing? Nassau, Suffolk County, we want out. Rockland County, we want out. We don't want anything to do with New York City. The rotten apple is sucking the lifeblood out of all of us. So I made a third region. And since I made the third region, I've had three other counties. Now we've got, in New York City alone, Staten Island, the one Republican borough of the city. I finally had to change that. That's why my bill still is waiting to come out in the next week or two, hopefully, because I had to put Staten Island over into the Montauk, the other region with Long Island, and uh, a couple other counties that begged out. And that I'd love to get, do a whole show on that, about splitting the state. I've done all the numbers. I've traveled around this state showing people how the rest of this state, we get rid of New York City, the rest of the state turns redder than Texas overnight. We, our economy starts booming. People start moving back into New York. Believe that. Moving back into New York because the jobs are going to start jumping and the people and the economy is going to start booming. Okay, in New York City, on the other side, New York City, when they've got their own autonomy and all their arrogance and their leftist socialist agenda, New York City drifts off into the ocean and goes bankrupt because they will have all their autonomy, but they won't have the rest of the state to jump in and grab that money. So with that, let's bring on a great friend of mine, Mike Caputo. Mike, thanks for coming on Truth and Politics. It's great to hear you. It's great that you're down in Florida enjoying a beautiful state with beautiful weather and beautiful politics. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, I'm actually really glad to be here because I'm trying to figure out how you put the word truth in the same sentence as politics. <laughs> yeah, well, you know me, Mike. You're not going to get, it's going to be very unfiltered. So that is the truth. When they, when you pull the curtain <laughs> back, uh, I, I tell it like it is. You pull the curtain back and expose all these people. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like you're shining a light into a dark room and all the rats scurry for the darkness into the corner. And that's what we have with the Democrat Party in New York State. So you've been with the president. I've, I've mentioned that many times on the show. And uh, what I want to talk to you about is get your take on what's happened recently with these indictments against Donald Trump and down with this, with, with this Alvin Bragg, who's a, a complete buffoon, idiot, uh, I've got a lot of words I'd like to say about him, a George Soros puppet. Uh, but I'd like to get your take. You've been with the president. You've talked to him about this. You've talked to him on many issues, and um, we're glad to have you. So can give us, a, give us your take, Mike. Well, I'll tell you, um, it's been quite some time since all of this started, what, seven years now. And uh, I, I believe what Alvin Bragg did, he just made Donald Trump the 47th president of the United States. Um, they, they've been threatening to indict and arrest the president from 
closing in on him. The, the noose is tightening each time they fail because what they do is they stretch the limits of the law, they stretch the limits of politics, they stretch the limits of justice to the point that it snaps back on them, and he walks away every single time. He's going to walk away from this, too. I believe there will be more indictments for equally bogus charges. And again, he'll walk away from them. The American people are absolutely, you know, have clued into what's going on. And uh, there are many here in America who come from countries where there are three and four presidents, former presidents, in jail as we speak. I I spoke to a Peruvian guy the other day who told me that uh, there were four former presidents in prison in Peru. I'm sorry, there are three there because one has committed suicide. So... We are now uh, in a, uh, a third-world nation. Um, I'm expecting the, the other shoe to drop in Washington any day from the Biden Department of Agriculture announcing huge uh, subsidies for the American banana industry just so we are telling the truth in labeling when we, find, when we know and we, we tell folks that we now live in the banana republic. That's where we live. If you're arresting former presidents on trumped-up political charges, you are a banana republic. Well, <laughs> and if and if you've, uh, Mike, my take a little bit. Number one is we all know. Okay, the whole world knows that this is just a witch hunt. To, again, to the uninformed voter, to make it look like Trump is a criminal, and. Uh, uh, engaging in prostitution and doing un- illegal things to smear him as bad as they can because they know he's going to wipe Biden up or whatever Democrat comes out of the woodwork. Because I don't think that their 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 voter fraud can pull any of these Democrats over the top uh, for 2024. I don't. I think they're okay. They they've they've greased the wheels and the skids on voter reform very well. In certain areas, but I think it's backfiring as we start realizing it and we catch up. And uh, I don't think they've got enough voter fraud to put a Democrat uh, in, into power. And this is all, all just a, a big attack by the far left. And I think people understand it. And in New York State, they have uh, a couple uh, really bad actors. Uh, Hoyleman, Brad Hoyleman Siegel, he now takes his husband's name. Um, he's got a, a new law that he sponsored called the, the, called the trust act. Um, it's actually called the Trump act. It call it's tax returns uniformly made public Trump act. And they're, 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 they're putting in laws specifically to go after Donald Trump in New York state. That's how bad this is where they're writing laws to find any way to attack him on tax returns, on building codes, anything to make this guy look bad. Mike, what's your take on all this stuff that's in New York State? Uh, New York State is gone. It's unredeemable, uh, unfixable. It's gone. Um, That's why my family left. My family left because the police could not protect us, because the judges would let people go after threatening the lives of my children. Um, we left. Uh, there is uh, my advice is get out of New York. Uh, leave now. Do not stay. Get out because New York is going. It's already 
in the toilet. It's been flushed. We're in the pipes in New York, deep in the pipes. And if this law, as well as many others, passed, we have, you know, listen, New York State is a third world country already. And you don't have to look any further than New York City to see that. It's in a completely unsafe, upside down world in New York. I would go there for any amount of money. Um, and you see, it, it's being repeated all over the country in places like San Francisco, where just three days ago, a very famous tech executive was murdered randomly, stabbed in the heart in the streets of uh, good part of the good neighborhoods of San Francisco. Are, there are places like New York and California that are gone, un, un, you know, unrecoverable. And uh, the, the fact is this. Um, I was working with the president on uh, voter integrity issues in Pennsylvania. Trying, you know, the Republicans in Pennsylvania passed a law called Act 77 that basically made, uh, uh, you know, uniform mail-in ballot, ballot harvesting, ballot boxes legal. These are the Republicans who made it legal. Of course, the Republicans of Pennsylvania uh, look more like Mitt Romney than Ronald Reagan. And they always have. Pennsylvania is as moderate rhino as you can get. But they put a law into place that destroyed the chance of Donald Trump to win in 2020. But by the way, because the, the law is in place and the Republicans through that law, lost control of the, uh, the the assembly and the legislature, the state legislature. Pennsylvania is lost forever. There won't be a Republican president coming out of Pennsylvania for a generation. And without Pennsylvania, the math is really difficult for a president to be uh, elected in this nation in the general election. So can they you know, commit enough fraud to? the presidential election, I can tell you this, the president and I have both changed our minds on this. No longer do we are, are we complaining and requiring one man, one vote, one day, paper ballot, the things that our founders insisted upon. We now have to do exactly as the Democrats do. We have to learn how to ballot harvest. We have to learn how to take advantage of the law completely and fully as we can legally in order to defeat the Democrats at their own game. Remember, Dave, when uh, uh, there was uh, a Supreme Court decision that created dark money, as they call them, dark money super PACs, where a wealthy person could put a million bucks in and uh, nobody would ever know. And they that could be divvied up among different uh, candidates. They call that dark money super PAC. The Democrats screamed and ranted and raved about it, didn't like it, hated it, and took the case all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court de determined that it was free speech uh, to allow for black, money, you know, dark money super PAC. And what did the Democrats do? They got really good at dark money super PAC. As soon as it was determined that they could not overturn the law, they got better at it than we are. Not to look any further than Alvin Bragg and Letitia James, the DA of New York and the Attorney General of New York. Who were New York City and New York? Who were elected with the support of a dark money super PAC? Money from George Soros. We need to be as good at ballot harvesting now as the Democrats have been become at the law that they hated so much, the dark money super PAC. Get better at it. Grab onto it. Learn how to do it. And if we learn how to do it, and we're able to defeat them at their own game, then if they're going to commit fraud. Because remember, in these states, 
deny the results of the election in 2016 like Hillary Clinton did. So when you question very legitimate uh, uh, accusations of potential uh, strikes against voter integrity in many different states, you do that in 2020, and you're an election denier. The fact of the matter is, if we learn how to do what they're doing, ballot harvesting, if we defeat them at the ballot box, according to the law, and they go ahead and they try to shut down the count in five states for six hours, and the things that they do that they don't want to talk about from 2020, we'll catch them this time. So we have to learn how to work according to their rules and catch them when they break the law. The problem with 2020, we didn't catch them red-handed. But we did after the election. A lot of videos came out. Right. And then, trust me, my wife was the last one, Mike, and you talked to her many times. She was the last one who said that literally six months after the election, when Biden was in, she said, Trump's still going to get back into office. And I was like, stop, stop with that. Okay. That's never going to happen. But my wife was one of those persons who believed that was going to, that justice was going to be served. And you're exactly right. hundred percent. Mike, I remember 10 years ago, 10 years ago when I got into office in Albany, that, a friend on the floor came up to me and said, you got to talk to my friend down in the city. This guy was from the city who was a postman. And I, and I said, okay, give me a call. You know, so I talked to this guy off the floor. He's a postman in New York City. He goes, Dave, the, the fraud down here is incredible. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I deliver sometimes during election season 60 absentee ballots to one apartment unit. To one apartment unit. There's not 60 people living there, especially that vote. But he says, I get this all the time. He goes, they, they, they harvest this stuff, and they were doing it back then. New York City, we knew New York City was corrupt as can be. You can see videos of people on buses going from precinct to precinct with a three-by-five card in their hand, walking in and saying, this is who I am, and they vote, and then they go, and they get on the bus, and they go to the next one, and they get paid to do this. It, the the yep. corruption is so bad. And uh, uh, you know what? But these Republicans, number one, Republicans are lazy, okay, because we work and we raise our families, and we don't get involved in politics till the day of the election, and then we think our vote counts. And number two, they don't they don't want to. They think they're morally high. They got the high ground, so they let Democrats, and then we just complain about it. And it's just it, it's it's we've got to like you said, fight fire with fire. Get in their faces. Do the exact same thing and be better at it. You want to ballot harvest a hundred? We're going to ballot harvest a thousand. Okay, until right. until. The law gets changed or until things happen where we can actually have an honest election, we've got to match them uh, stride for stride, and we don't, and that's why we lose. True. Uh, uh, down here in Miami, they group they call the Bulletettos, uh, where you know, these are older grandmas, Cuban grandmas, harvested the ballot for, for a generation, perhaps two. Um, and, uh, and it was a Republican operation. They were getting, they were electing Republicans, local Republicans. And some of these grandmas, uh, they weren't doing it on the up and up. And the, the Miami Herald and the local left-wing media in, in uh, South Florida were screaming about it. Ballast har- harvesting is terrible. We've got to stop it. And, and actually, some of these grandmas went to jail. It was a big deal back in the early 2000s. But now, the ballot harvesting is something that the Democrats have, have excelled at. The Miami Herald is talking about how it's a really good idea. 
We need more Republicans to understand that the only way, only way to defeat fire is with fire. We need people to, look, there are people out there like Scott Pressler, who's a national uh, election organizer on the Trump side of things, uh, who's learned this. And we need to fund this, just like they do from the left. Uh, we saw uh, uh, millions of dollars being poured into states like Florida through nonprofits that were election you know, rights organizations. They were ballot harvesting and, and, and filling out ballots and picking up you know, ballot boxes. It was just as dirty as it gets. We got to play, you know, defeat fire with fire. But, Dave, I want to say something I think people need to understand. We, this is no longer a republic. You cannot have a republic without justice. And there is no justice in America anymore. Amen. It just does not exist. Right. New York is a prime example. Yes, it is. There is no justice in New York City. There's none. There's no justice in the state of New York. There is none, right? They're both sworn, campaigned on. Uh, Letitia James and Alvin Bragg campaigned on getting Trump. There's no justice in the city of New York, Mm -hmm. in the state of New York. And we know from the federal level, the Department of Justice is absolutely an agency of the Democrat Party. Didn't have to look any further uh, on the IRS than Matt Chibie, who was uh, uh, testifying before Congress about the manipulation of Twitter by the Department of Justice, the FBI, while he was uh, testifying, the IRS stopped at his house. Just coincidental. Just coincidental. We do not have justice in America, and certainly not the state of New York, and certainly not the city of New York. And if you think that justice is being served against Steve Pigeon right now in the city of Buffalo, you're smoking weed. This whole system is upside down. We have no justice at all in this country. And therefore, we are not a republic because a republic is an association of people governed by law. So we are not a republic. We we divide the the definition. And the question is, what are we going to be? What are we going to be? You know what my family is? We're Floridians, Dave. We will never, ever live in New York again because it is lost. And anybody within earshot of, of your podcast should know that they need to leave the cities now. They need to depart immediately. Do not stay, because this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. I agree with you 100%, Mike. And I tell people uh, a lot of times, like on this show, I have people telling me, Dave, do you have any good news? It's so depressing. I say, look, it's depressing because we don't stand up and fight. The people who were going to fight from 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 20, they've all left New York. People don't understand. We've we've lost millions and millions of people. Those people leaving are conservatives, are Republicans, are people who have jobs. Okay, we've lost. Just from 2010 or 2000 to 2010, this, our own census said we lost 2.2 million people. That's 220,000 a year. A city the size of Buffalo leaves New York State every two years in that 10-period yep. decade. But... The fact is, we didn't lose 2.2. We lost about almost 3 million people because we influxed into New York State almost three-quarters of a million permanent welfare people from around the world in the country. They come to New York State to suck off my tax dollars. And in 2010 to 2020 till now, it was just as bad 
And I've got the proof Letitia James and Andrew Cuomo lied on the census. They lied. Of course they did. They had to keep the power. The power, when COVID hit the people in New York City for the first time, were leaving in droves, hundreds of thousands. And they couldn't report that because then the whole power shift would have swung in New York State. And they would have lost Senate seats and Assembly seats and congressional seats to redder districts. And they couldn't afford that. New York City had to control the power. And that's a whole other story. But that's what happened. And they had to lie. And they did. They did a great job. They lied, folks. They lied. And now we're, you know, three years ago in 2020, we had 1.4 million more people than Florida. Three years, two and a half years ago. Now, two and a half years later, or three years later, Florida has two and a half million more people than New York State in just a short period of time. That just came out in the New York Times. Okay, where yep. do, so yep. it, 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 it's just it's amazing how they lie. They're professional liars. I say it all the time, Mike. You know it. These the Democrats are professional liars, and and all the things, Mike, as you know, all the things you've talked about for a number of years. As my friend, we've talked about it a lot. But every time these conspiracy theories come up and we get, we get labeled by the socialists, you know, they, they, they shout us down. You don't know what you're talking about, your conspiracies. Our tinfoil hats now look like halos because we've been yeah. right on almost every one of them. They've been wrong, and the time to call them out is now. And it's not to be polite. It's to get in their face and call them out because we're losing this state, right. like you said. We're losing it. If not lost, we're losing it exponentially. And we've got to fight. And unfortunately, as you know, uh, human nature is to not fight. Human nature is right. is to, 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 to walk away. I don't like confrontation. And unfortunately, that's Democrats. Uh, their mentality is not human nature, okay? These are bad people. Their, their, their mentality is confrontation, is to fight, and we lose. And it's a, it's a shame. And uh, we're, we've got to deal with it, Mike, so... Well, I, I, I want to, anybody who's listening right now, I, I want to ask them to do one thing. Look out the window. If you're in your car, look out the window. If you're in your house, pull aside the, the curtain. Look out your window. What you're seeing out there is the fall of Rome. I'm not just saying that. What is happening in the United States is a parallel of what happened to Rome. You're right. Rome was a benevolent, it was a benevolent uh, empire. And it degraded itself into an absolutely disordered society. In the end, there was no law. In the end, there were torturing witnesses but legally in order to get the confessions they needed. In the end, Rome fell apart because they had no moral base. That's right. Men were dressing as women. Women were dressing as men. And I'll bet for sure that women were erased from the sporting almanacs by men pretending to be women competing in their sports. What is happening is the fall of Rome. That is, and I, I'm telling you, as you know, Dave, I, I came to Florida, but I also had a lot of questions, and I enrolled in a master's program in theology. And I'm, I'm deep in that now. I'm getting a lot of the answers I was personally looking for. But the one thing that amazes me today is I'm taking a class right now on St. Augustine. And St. Augustine's theology is really based on what he witnessed during the fall of Rome. The coincidence of me reading this book, great book called The City of God, which talked about what went wrong with the Roman Empire uh, that caused it to fall 
election in my lifetime more and more serious. This is the most serious election of your life. 18 months from now, you will know if America continues or it stops. And the fact we know is this. There are 20-21% of Americans whose minds are gone, who believe that Donald Trump is best friends with Vladimir Putin, who believe that for some reason Stormy Daniels is a paragon of virtue. For some reason, they think Michael Cohen decided finally to stop lying, and he's telling the truth about Donald Trump. These are people who believe I'm a Russian spy. There are freak shows, people who were outside my house throwing rocks at my windows, who think I work with Vladimir Putin. These people are nuts. They're crazy, and they cannot be recovered. 20, 21% of America has lost their minds, and they're unrecoverable. But that means 79 to 80% of America is ready to play ball, ready to, understand, to, to work against the, the demise of this republic, ready to stop the fall of Rome. You know, 69 to 70. Let's, let's talk to those people. The 20, 21% who are, are, are just too far gone, ignore them. Ignore, block them on Facebook. Just ignore them. Don't go to their party. Basically, shun them. They're not worthy citizens of this republic. So um, but the strategy going forward is to understand who's on your side and who's not. I can tell you this, Dave. I'm on your side. Well, thanks, Mike. <laughs> that was that. You know, Mike, we're going to have to end it there. That was phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, no, I really appreciate you coming on. But I'll tell you this, and I say it on my show, and as you know, okay, as bad as it gets— I think a lot of this is biblical. I think it's yeah. this fall of the United States. It's 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 worldwide, and we could get into another another whole thing on that. But I like to tell people, look, I've read the end of the book. The back of the book is pretty amazing, and uh, we win. Okay, we're going to yeah. win this. Okay, either on this planet or spiritually as we go forward, uh, you know, into the millennium uh, and heaven, all that. But we win uh, if you're on the right side. These people are not. Okay, they're they're bad people. They're bad actors, and their their whole soul, like George Soros and all these people now that he's he's put in charge, these people do not like this country. They hate it. They want to take it down, and that's and we have to realize that we're fighting for our survival. And a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. understand that yet. I'm hoping more wake up to it and realize that it's about it's about destroying this country. But when they destroy this yeah. country, they destroy the rest of the world. Because right now... Yes, that's right, Dave. But it's important to understand. I, 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 my wife laughs at me. Brina laughs at me now because I talk in all these theology terms and she thinks I'm gone wonky because it's all philosophy. But they have this funny phrase that they, they toss around in the theology program. Don't demonetize the eschaton. Don't hasten the, the apocalypse. Right. Right? Don't don't hasten the end of the world. It will come when it is supposed to come. But guys like Soros, they're rushing it along. Be careful not to rush your your, your the, the way to the end of the world. There is more to that God intends, or there is less. But it's up to him. It's not up to, to us. Don't rush the eschaton. Don't immunize the eschaton. <laughs> that's, that's right. Well, Mike. Run the race, okay? 
no matter how bad it gets, we're here for a purpose, and we still have to fulfill our destiny in our life, and we have to run the race, as Paul said, and uh, and uh, and and that's that's what I try to do. And in in my in my little world, it's bringing the truth and light out to what's happening in uh, in in New York State, but also around the country, and bringing people like you, great people like you, on great patriots to to give us the inside scoop of what you see. Uh, down in your end of the world, and I really appreciate it. So I want to thank you for being on Truth and Politics, Mike, the Big WEC Local Podcast Network, folks. Thanks for stopping. Thanks for listening. Join us next week. And we have a, a, a great show lined up for next week. But God bless you. Thanks, Michael Caputo, for all you do. God bless America. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. We welcome you to download and listen to the new podcast every week online at truthinpolitics.social and on numerous podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. Connect with David on social media and at truthinpolitics.social. The Truth in Politics podcast is done in partnership with Radio One Buffalo, LLC.